Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and happy birthday, America, because that's where I'm at, America, you know, it's 4th of July. And we got poured on this morning, Chili Dog and I, we had a little, little mission to go uh, get some pictures of uh, Mount Rushmore from a little different area than most people go and it turned into a deluge and then I get home and the driveway is all screwed up again so um, 20 almost in the first 18 years we're here I never had to deal with water in the driveway in these last two years it's like hmm there's a lot more heavy rain coming here I wonder what could be causing that so anyway so this is a little bit late because I saw earlier this week that Brett was going to be uh, racing on Zwift. And I thought, well, I should watch that and then I could say something about it. And then she had technical problems. And I know, you probably know how uh, you scream and yell and curse when your uh, Garmin doesn't work or your music doesn't work. So it must be really, really frustrating to uh, go racing online and not be able to get online anyway so I watched still watched a little bit of the Zwift I don't know if I'm going to be a, a real fan but I'd probably watch it when somebody I know is doing it anyway let's uh, get this uh, show on the road and um, hopefully it clears up because I gotta go fix a driveway anyway go fast take chances and thanks for listening bye hey can you hear me? I can. Okay, cool. Amazing, huh? <laughs> Technology. It never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> How are you? Um, good. I haven't been able to say this for a long time, but it's hot out. Oh, wow, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, three weeks ago we had 24 inches of snow. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had snow, fortunately. Yeah, well, you, you're not missing anything. We have like... No. Like 50 pine trees in the yard that are down that I have to cut up and clean and stack and burn in two years. So. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lucky me. <laughs> so, um, cool, bike racer. So are you, a bi- yeah. are you a bike racer now or are you an adventure racer or both? I don't know. I've only been doing, I've been averaging about one adventure race a year for a little while, so. I'm sliding more into the bike racing yeah. realm, but I may st- I may do nationals again this year. Yeah, did the last two years. Yeah. Well, so it counts. Plus, we talk about other yeah. things. But so, did you? Are you a bike racer because you get to race more? Um, I just I like the I like the competition of of cycling more in general, mostly because my knees can't handle running anymore. So. That's that's that was killing me in adventure racing for sure. I mean, if you're hiking, it's okay, but it's definitely a strain on my knees. Yeah. And I love cycling any in any form. Definitely mountain biking is my first love, but so, I've been trying a lot of bikes. What um, did you were you biking before adventure racing or adventure racing, and then decided I need to be maybe I should try this bike thing. I was adventure racing before, like right after college, I started adventure racing. I did a few races with my brother and then got on a couple of teams. But 
I don't think I started bike racing until after that. Yeah. Okay, so you came at you came at it from probably the different than you know most people come at it from one sport. You came at it from multi sports mm-hmm. to one. Yep. <laughs> so, so what? Um, we're going to get to the the, the Transylvania race because I th- think that's the greatest greatest name of any race ever. <laughs> or we could ju- we could fantastic. just start there. <laughs> so what is the Transylvania <laughs> race? It is a five day mountain bike stage race in the State College, Pennsylvania area. No. So it doesn't actually completely cross Pennsylvania. It does not. Okay. No. It, it for the most part it has a base camp at a scout camp, and then there was one day that was kind of a shuttle. But yeah, it's all loops. Yeah, cool. So kind of. Um, like how long are each is are the stages? They there was definitely a range this year. There was one that was less than twenty miles, and then the longest was thirty five. They were averaging um, ninety minutes to over three and a half hours per day. Huh. Did you? I mean, it's different than being in a adventure race and going for twenty four hours a day. Did did you enjoy it, or are you kind of like, well, what am I going to do for the other 22 and a half hours of the day? Um, it's funny. Like, you think you have a lot of time, and then you spend it cleaning your bike, trying to eat and recover and do these things, and then go back to awards and dinner, and by and then the day just disappears, and you're trying to restart for the next day. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of forced recovery involved to try to be able to race at that intensity again the next day. Yeah. Is that the first, like, the first stage race you've done, mountain bike stage race or any stage race? That's the first mountain bike okay. stage. I've done a couple of um, road stages. But, yeah, definitely first mountain yeah. bike. And I guess you should humble brag a little bit. How did you do? <laughs> I did win. <laughs> yeah, top step. <laughs> so, that always makes a sport fun, doesn't it, winning? Oh, it Definitely does not hurt. Yeah. So, what? I mean, do you go into a race like that with a, a, you know, a plan, or do you just, you know, head out, see what happens the first day, and go from there? I try not. I didn't really have any expectation. Um, I knew that some stages I would be better than others, just based on my strengths. Mm-hmm. So, um, just kind of survive those that I wasn't as strong in. And when the days got more technical, then that's where I really wanted to push hard and when there was a lot of climbing involved. So kind of that uh, technical diesel engine thing, but not maybe your top end speed isn't quite what everybody else's is? It's Well, Carla Williams is there, and she is, has a really high FTP. She can power on the road. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to lose time every time we spit out onto the road for an extended time, but then I'd kind of make it up when, the, when it got more technical again. So are these like uh, ladies that you – so what's the cycling scene like on the East Coast? Are you you racing the same people in all the different events or are there, you know, some roadies, some mountain bikers, some crossers? It depends. I mean, so if we're talking about mountain bikes specifically – there is a core group, but they're from all over the country. I mean, the top – the podium women, there were – um, a couple on the East Coast, and then there's some from Colorado, Ohio. So it just it mixes up, and and you'll see them at the ultra endurance events, but um, you're definitely not just seeing that same East Coast group move around by any means. So, 
So the Transylvania is kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, there's only a handful of um, stage races in the U.S. So when one's being held, and Transylvania has has a big reputation, but last year it didn't exist. They um, the race promoter uh, had gotten kind of burnt out and he didn't hold it. So then somebody else picked it up this year, Ryan Fulton, and um, restarted it. So it was, people were really excited to come back to Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> we we never ex- experienced that in adventure racing, huh? Promoters <laughs> right. <getting> burned out. <laughs> No, no. Hunting? <laughs> I mean, yes. No. Um, well, let's jump back a little bit. Do you have? Did you have a background in anything before you became an adventure slash bike racer? Um, I played every sport growing up, and then in college, I played Division One softball. Um, I did a lot of running and biking on the side, but nothing competitively, really. Um, but I, of course, like many others, watched Eco Challenge as a kid and was immediately smitten. And I knew that after college I wanted to uh, dabble in it. And so right away, me and my brother jumped in a couple of races, like 8- and 12-hour races, and uh, moved on to Rev 3 and just kept going from there. But yeah. once you do one adventure race, you're pretty much... <laughs> It's. Uh, I was in love, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, were you on the East Coast then? Is that kind of where you started? No, I was. I was born and raised in Illinois, ah. so I spent about thirty years there. Um, so I was adventure racing from the Midwest, ah. but racing with a team on the East Coast. When the DC area was definitely a hub for adventure racing. I, and I've I've heard that and know that and and kind of been there, but why was that such a hub? How did you get hooked up with, with the group there? Um, they had people with one of the races they did in Indiana. There were Rev Three um, athletes there, mm-hmm. and um, they got noticed that way and just started racing with a couple of them. But uh, there were just so many race directors around within two to three hours of DC for quite a few years, and it's it's kind of ebbed and flowed, but it's picking back up a little bit now um but yeah it's, it's definitely not what it used to be it's hard to keep putting on races especially if you have to put them on in the same place over and over again to get new content and uh new features yeah and, and new people <laughs> new people is important <laughs> so, yeah i need to look into that rev three group from back in the day because i've i've heard a few stories <laughs> yeah it's maybe nothing we can repeat here so uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know those stories. No, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you someday. We're not that. All it's right. not that kind of a podcast yet. You know, <laughs> when I finally get tired of doing it and ready to finish, then maybe we'll have a couple of episodes of untold stories. <laughs> that should make everybody sure really point. nervous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how did a nice Chicago girl end up on the East Coast? Um, I followed, followed a gal and I followed a job and, uh, ended up out here. I'm now in Baltimore. Um, well, I love this area. We live in an, uh, older part of it, Ellicott City. Um, it's really historic and about to move into a new, uh, new old house, about 150 years old. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, full disclosure, I convinced the Chicago girl to come to South Dakota via Wyoming, so... <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Um, so can we make um, 
Can we uh, reference The Wire? It's got to be your favorite TV show, right, of all times? <laughs> I have never seen The Wire. <laughs> so, you know what I say to people like you? <laughs> What's that? You are... You should watch it. I would love to have not seen it so I could watch it again for new. So, but, uh, I mean, you know, you're an athlete. You're forgiven. You can't, you don't have time to watch TV. It's, it is true. I don't even have cable. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> we, have no, we have no TV, but we do have real Internet so we can Netflix and chill once in a while. Yes, so that is important. Yeah. So... Like, walk me through your adventurous career, you know, what, what are some of the kind of the highlights for you? Um, I think, I mean, the best race I think I ever did was Untamed. It was what, 2012. Mm-hmm. Was that the last one Grant did before he took a break? 12 or 14. Whatever that yeah. was, that, I only got to do one. Yeah, but I it was the one with the crazy pack rafting towards the end. Yeah, it was every it was a yard sale in the river. Um, yeah, I loved that race. We had a lot of fun. I just did it as a three person team that year. So, uh, we didn't have we didn't have a fourth. So. Uh, that and then I did a couple did a couple of uh, Wyoming's. Yeah, but I've never done uh, any international races. Yeah. Yeah. So, which which years did you do in Wyoming? Good question, no, right? I did <laughs> the first one. Okay, the first one, which was just hot. Yep, and you, super hot. And then I ran a four person. I ran a four female team. Well, like year three, maybe three or four. Yeah, yeah. The first and, yeah, and we ended up. Yeah. What's that? Well, the first year. Um, were you in the middle of the lake when the storm came up? That's why it's my go-to question for first year. <laughs> God. No, we were. It was starting, but we were only like thirty or forty minutes. We made it off. Ah. Um, my brother was on the river, <laughs> on the reservoir when it came up, and they spent like seven or eight hours. They were out there forever because they have, kept having to get out and dump their boat, and then they were hypothermic, and yeah. yeah. But they didn't get rescued. They were people, I mean, they were coming out and picking everybody out of the water. And they're like, no, we're going to make it. So they spent another four or five hours after that just making their way to the yeah, <laughs> I mean, take out of it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm sitting there on the bank with uh, Chris, with Radcliffe, and I'm just like, you know, all they really need to do is just go sit on the bank until the sun goes down. And, you know, 15 minutes after the sun went down, that lake was like glass. It was fine. Yep. yep, that's what they ended up doing for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. but I will. And then we had the same thing. The same thing that next. It wasn't the next year. The other year that I did it, it was it was the hundred mile paddle day. Yep. The first day. Yep. And uh, we go. We're out on the lake mm-hmm. when it opened up into the lake. Yep. Yeah. And we just were blown. I was like, we're paddling backwards and looking <laughs> at the shoreline. I'm like, we're going backwards. I. And you could just see all the dots scatter. Right. It was like cockroaches. <laughs> And everybody just <laughs> off to the sides of the bank because you couldn't go anywhere until that wind died down. So, amazingly enough, Chris Radcliffe and I were sitting on the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we were sitting there, and we could, from where we were, we could see all the way down to where you guys put on the water. I mean, mm-hmm. we could see the whole length of the lake. And we started watching a light. And, and honest to God, it was seven hours before it got to us. I, it was, yeah, it, 
that and it just seemed like you were never once the wind died you got back on the water and we were just paddling and paddling we didn't get out until i think 5 a.m it was just starting to get kind of light out oh my gosh that was the longest paddle (laughs) what do you do and i mean how do you deal with that do you just laugh and keep paddling or do you have moments of cursing the gods and you want to be anywhere (laughs) uh you just i mean just have to keep paddling honestly uh there's definitely nothing to look at in the middle of the night and you have nothing to navigate off of because you know you're basically going to the 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 furthest point and then you just take out in florida we did did several florida races and we were almost always on rivers So those were keeping you engaged because a lot of times, sometimes the water was moving. A lot of times we had full moons, so you could even see. Yeah. But uh, you at least had to pay attention, and something was keeping you engaged. <laughs> Whereas just paddle in a straight line for eight hours. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't really have that. Do you have a favorite moment from your Wyoming? In the, in when I did the four women's team, uh, we were basically chasing the cutoff. We were official mm-hmm. the whole time, but we were, it was getting to the point where we just rode our bikes for two days because we were at the edge and we would get to the next place and we couldn't really do any foot nav because we didn't have time. Yeah. So we were going, going and everybody was tired. Sarah had crashed. Um, I think she ended up afterwards finding out she dislocated or separated her shoulder. But anyway, we were still riding and everybody was so tired. Uh, Somebody had had diarrhea for days. <laughs> we were, I was like, I was pushing people up the hill, grabbing bags, and continuing on because we had to hit this checkpoint and in order to go back and then climb Casper Mountain, like you always have to. Yeah. And uh, we were just, we the last twelve hours, like we're on a mission. We're getting to the finish line before the cutoff, and we ended up doing it. But it was like within the hour, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it was dramatic for us, but no one probably paid any attention because oh, I imagine uh, we weren't in. We weren't at the pointy end. You know, I, I've had some of my best at ex, excapades at the uh, non-pointy oh, yeah. end. So is that the year we started in Buffalo or South Park City? So Buffalo, you got to do jump in the water and sh- drink whiskey, and because <laughs> they were this was it was the early paddle. That's and I can't think of how it started. It was on bike. We started on bike, right? Yeah, and we did. Yeah, and it, kind of a road bike, and then we got to the boats. Yep, yeah, Lake DeSmit. Yep, so that was Buffalo. You got to chase the cows. Yes. Yep, that's <laughs> Buffalo. So. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, those races, it, unless I really stop to think about them, they really all start to run together to me. They really do. And yes. So it's like, <laughs> but oh yeah, chasing the cows or um, uh, trying to send a message with the flags. Did you guys? Were you guys able to do that? We did not do that. Wasn't we didn't do that year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. Um, so what um you gonna you're thinking about nationals this year are you are you doing any adventure race training or are you just bike training and this figure out the rest from that at this well, right now I'm only bike yeah. training um and I do some endurance strength stuff as well but I'll probably, regardless, add some running in because cycle cross is always coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to run a bit uh, if I'm going to do that. But that way, um, it'll get me in good enough shape for uh, 
adventure racing too. Yeah. My 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 gut would tell me that a North Carolina race is going to be a lot of bushwhacking. Yeah. So um, it typically is. Um, so I can get away with not being a super speedy runner and uh, bushwhack and hike a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're not going to be. But probably really good mountain biking too. Yeah. So. so do you know who you're going to race with? Um, I was. I just got a call or a text from Dave Lamb the other day, so I think it would probably be him and Jason Urquitz at this point. Yeah. Um, not set in stone yet, but it would be a fantastic team. Uh, Chris can't do it this year because he's doing something in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah those like a stage race. Those guys are okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. Yeah, they have. They've done a couple of races. Yeah. They're down in where are they right now? Ecuador. Getting yep. ready to for Hirachi. Start. Yeah. 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 Start Sunday. Um, yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So it should be uh, interesting to see how they how they fare down there with altitude and. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm Looks like. Suspect it's going to be cold. Also. Probably yeah. I've seen some. They were. I think they were at sixteen thousand feet yesterday. So they were doing some acclimation. Yeah. Um, I don't miss that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. So bike racing, can you, are you more, is your training more, um, as I put, heart rate as opposed to over the, what's on the other side of the mountain now? You're pretty structured in your training? Yeah, it's pretty structured. Um, I still mix it up, uh, road and uh, mountain, so mountain would be more just efforts and heart rate, but I train a lot with power on the road bike. And, uh different intervals it always changes and i'm and i don't just stick with one discipline so it makes it a challenge for my coach to uh, program but he's definitely he's that's whatever we're doing is working i can say that so um still being able to play in the more endurance sectors but um have that good one minute power yeah so so what's it you know i'm okay so i have a race for I don't know, 10 years at least. But I never mm-hmm. had a coach or used a coach. There were no such things as coaches back in my day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so is it – do you like having a coach? I really like it. And um, it, it. I don't need it for the motivational mm-hmm. factor by any means. It's more for structure and not accountability but um, – being being able to bounce things off with someone and um, work on he'll see my weaknesses and strengths better than I will a lot of times so he knows when I need to kick it into gear versus uh, we need to back off a little bit um, yeah and it's good to have somebody else's ear too because it's not just about the training there's uh, like sports psych aspect to it of course too and um, talking about confidence and um, race day strategy, stuff like that. So there's definitely uh, a lot of things that a coach can bring to the table. Yeah. I always kind of thought it'd be nice. Well, and I guess I kind of did this for Paulette when she's really training a lot to, when somebody tells me what to do, you know, you don't have to sit yeah, there and you think, don't have about to think about it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like this is my schedule for the day or this is my plan for the day. And I'm, I'm good to go. I'm heading out the door, and I know what I'm doing, yeah. or what I'm shooting for, at least. Yeah. Um, do you race? When you race, do you use race power meter, or race how you feel, or race the other women? 
Um, I don't worry about power when I'm competing. Um, I, I will pay attention to heart rate sometimes because you, you have an idea of how you feel, but if you're looking down, you're like, oh, 175, 180, you can't sustain that forever. So uh, it's good to have as just a, a reference tool. Um, it, it, with mountain biking, a lot of times you don't have a choice. You, it's the ter- it's terrain yeah. based, and you got to get it up the mountain or whatever it is. So um, road racing is a little bit different, and it's more variable. Yeah, you can kind of. I mean, even on a big climb, sometimes you you back off that half a percent or something, and you still maintain contact. But mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't do that on a mountain bike. No, no, there's not a lot of uh, drafts <laughs> per se in mountain biking, unless you get to the road and then changes, but yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, um, get nationals, adventure racing. So what, what kind of goals do you have for, uh, for, for bike racing? Oh, just for 2019 or Yeah, 2019, long term, you know, what, what's your five-year plan? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I really just want to see how far I can go, and um, I did my so I did TSC in Transylvania, mm-hmm. and then five days later I went and did a pro crit. That didn't go very well. <laughs> Shockingly enough, that was my first big crit, like pro am crit, and uh, I lasted about twenty minutes, and I was like, "This is this feels terrible," and I just rolled off the back, but. That is, I. You can hope that it'll. You'll feel good that day, but it's expected that after five days of racing, you're probably gonna be uh, unrecovered. Yeah. So, um, so well, we're gonna get back to the future. Huh? See what? Yep. But so I in the you. in the crit, was it basically fatigue? Um, I mean, are are you a good crit was, rider? Are you spending all your time just trying to, you know, follow wheels or what was? I definitely felt the fatigue and getting my heart rate up for the first time that week yeah. felt awful, um, but I didn't have fresh legs either, so it was kind of a combination of the two. Um, and so in, in that moment, you're tail gunning and then trying to catch back on, yeah. and so you keep wasting energy because you're not going at constant speed, and that's kind of the yeah you're, the bread and butter of crits, yeah. energy conservation. Yeah, you're, you're sprinting every corner, yeah. whereas the... First ten riders are just cruising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there was nothing smooth about my day, but <laughs> it, it, it happens, yeah. and that was there's tons of learning for me to do um, if I'm if I stay in the road racing realm. Yeah. Um, so as far as goals are concerned, I know that um, I'm targeting Green Mountain Stage Race, which is a road race mm-hmm. uh, that's Labor Day, and that's Vermont, so nice and hilly. Yeah. There'll be good climbs there, and then. Um, we talked about doing another mountain bike stage race. I don't know for sure if I will, but Breck Epic is big this year. Yeah. Um, it's got the UCI standing, so that'll draw really good competition. It'd be exciting just to be a part of it. Um, other than that, just try to hit a lot of different races. And I'm on a new team that is has a fixed gear component to it, which I have never even <laughs> ridden a track bike. So... One getting on a track bike and then two racing it in streets will be uh, yeah probably really cool and a little bit scary. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, but I have not participated yet at all. Yeah, it's uh, I mean I I I will admit there were there was a lot of times when I was 
track biking on the streets, and it's it, it is kind of fun. Um, in a, <laughs> well, you know, in a perverse kind of way. <laughs> yes. Um, but the only thing you really haven't mentioned is gravel. Come on, gravel is everything right now. I know, and I am terrible with gravel. I don't have a bike, so I either have to ride cross or mountain or like a hardtail. Yeah. Uh, someday I'll get into gravel, but I just haven't for whatever reason. Yeah. There's so many of them around too, and the the courses are beautiful. <clears throat> I have friends who do them a lot, and you can see so many good things on in a gravel race because they're longer. Mm-hmm. You can cover a lot more ground than you can in a in a mountain bike race, and you have a little more time to look around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you, um, do you think, are you better in a longer race or do you, th- or do you think you're going to have the speed someday? I don't know. Um, I don't love like a hundred mile mountain bike race. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I enjoy them, but I feel terrible at the end because of course you're yeah, so, riding as hard as you can all day yeah. long. I like the marathon distance, which like a 50 mile or a hundred K. Um, I, so that that distance I'm really starting to like. I just haven't gotten to do it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I do like variable speed, so that's where I have been enjoying the the road racing. Is you change speeds a lot, and you can use that. You can attack and then recover, attack, recover. Yeah. Um, versus just being pegged for the whole time. Like cross, you're attacking, recovering to an extent, but you're also just kind of attacking yeah. all the time. I mean, it's redlining for the most part. You stand up, sprint out of every turn, and yeah still uh, clear obstacles as cleanly as you can and ride smooth. So, yeah. um, And it's also... It's a, it's a, an, I, I don't know. I just like everything. Yeah. Cross is also an hour. Yes. Cross is uh, an hour. That, I, I think crazy, that, yeah. uh, that's something not to be... Yeah, you can you can redline for an hour. You can... You can <laughs> it's funny. We say you can do anything for an hour, but then you go to Adventure Race and you're like, I can do anything for 24 hours. <laughs> That is a little so yeah, <laughs> a little weird. So, uh, what's um? So you live in Baltimore. What's how's your training? Can you ride from the house? You got a driveways? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm about two minutes from the trails, and Patapsco State Park is probably a sixty-ish mile trail system. Yeah. Um, up and down along the Patapsco River, so it's. Gorgeous, and it's a mix of terrains. There's some rocks. Um, it's not super flowy. There are some flowy sections, but the roads are great. As soon as you get outside of Baltimore, um, traffic's not nearly as bad as like a city like DC. So you get some beautiful roads and get in more into the hills as you move into the other counties. Then you've also got some other trail systems within an hour that are very technical. Yeah. Um, so to go and work on rock skills and drops and all that. Yeah. So so you have a state park that close to the city. How, like, tomorrow, how busy is it going to be? Could you go out there and get a good workout in? Or is it, Oh, absolutely. Okay. So there's not thousands of... No, it gets, I mean, you get more traffic on some of the major uh, hiking trailheads yeah. for sure. So, um, but you can, you can go and ride uh, easily a three, four hour ride and not have to worry but, about anything. So. Well, it's not bad. It's probably better than Colorado. <laughs> you know, you think you think they got all those trails, yeah, and you got all those people. So. This is true, and you, you also don't have to. Some places you've got to. <laughs> it's 
some places you've got to climb 30 to 45 minutes or you're always yeah. going up the mountain range, yes. right? Whereas here you don't have any really sustained climbs, but you're always going up or down. Yeah. So that's they're always yeah. there a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the hills are here. It's, it's the same as Colorado. You're going to do 100 feet of climbing a mile. It's just here. It's yep. up and yep. down, up and down constantly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so you still get your workout in. Yeah, it's just not an hour up and 15 minutes back down the hill. Yes, yes, absolutely. The um, cycling scene there, women's cycling scene, scene um, mm-hmm. how cutthroat is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and my background in this is when Paulette was racing in Minnesota, there was like eight women, and you'd go to the race mm-hmm. and you could say first, second, third, you know, through eighth, and they hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why? <laughs> you know, you, you're there, you know where you go to finish, so why are you so mad at each other? So <laughs> tell me, it's better. I feel like- <laughs> You get different personalities in different types of racing, but I, for mountain biking, it feels very much like the adventure racing community. And when you go to something like Transylvania, it, they call it single track summer camp for a reason. I mean, that's, that's, it's totally a camp atmosphere and really laid back vibe and people spend a lot of time getting to know each other outside of the race. I mean, not giving any, uh, giving any corners or anything away when it's in race, but, um, yeah. Definitely enjoy each other's company. Whereas, I mean, road racing is more just the race. You, there's not, you don't have that uh, camaraderie aspect besides your team. Yeah. Um, and I do find that as you go up into New England, like the competition gets very fierce. Um, and it's not like cutthroat or anything, but that's just how you, the competition goes. Yeah. Women in, in New England are very strong. And then, then we have... Everywhere, yeah, you've got strong women, but there's a there's a lot of them when you get to New England. There's there's more riders. Period. Is it um, fierce in the? It's it's fierce for the level of racing it is, or it's fierce because they all think they're world cup world class riders. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You should really be competitive and fierce at the level you're at, <laughs> but don't sure. be a jerk. Yes, I don't, I don't find. Yeah, I don't really find the people being jerks. Good. Um, yeah. Maybe the world's becoming a better place in certain ways. <laughs> the women's peloton is becoming nicer in the last twenty years. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, I guess this was kind of a basic question I didn't ask, but so how long? How long has it been that you've been for a bicycle racer? And I'm making air quotes. As like pretty much just that yeah. being my focus. Yeah. Uh, last year, I'd say I started and only focused on cycling. Mm-hmm. I had kind of transitioned a year before that, but these last well, the last year and a half has been bike intensive. Yeah. So this so will this be like the second season or your third season? Um, really second okay. because I just started road. I started road in the spring last year, so I just spent an entire season catting up so that I could race wherever I wanted. Yep. Um, and then I got my UCI license in the fall for cross and did a few of those, which were really fun and extremely difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so. so that I was, I wanted to, I wanted to get into the bigger pond. So yeah. I'm, I'm at that point now and learning curve is steep, but it's been it's been a really good experience so far. All right. So this – all right. We're getting into the psychological part of the discussion now. So 
<laughs> so how how much better are you than you were a year ago? And how much better will you be in a year in how many years before you hit your peak? How's that for a question? <laughs> oh. Um I don't know. I'm assuming I'm, you're a lot I mean, better I'm definitely, than last year. Definitely but yeah. Yeah, and numbers you can see yeah, yeah, it's definitely better than I was last year and uh more experience coming from zero essentially yeah. besides mountain biking. Yeah. But even just moving to the East Coast, I got so many more skills by riding um, yeah. riding technical trails plus climbing a lot more coming from Pancake Flat Illinois. Mm-hmm. There is no hills. No. Um so just continuing to get stronger, and even even though I lost weight because uh, climbing with a little less has made a difference. Yeah. Um, and this year, I'd like to cat. I'd like to get my cat ones mm-hmm. for road and cross if that if that's in the cards, um, and keep playing bigger. Actually, do some more like a pro type tour. Um, We'll see what happens, but um, five years. I don't know. What, I don't know what a peak is. I'm on 33 this year, yeah. so uh, I don't know how many. See how many more really solid years I could have. I don't know. Well, okay. First thing, 33 is not old. It's not. And second thing, you don't have very many bike miles in your legs. This is true. So, um, all right. I'm going to make you answer this. So if you were at zero last year, are you closer to zero or a hundred percent of where you will be eventually? Oh, I definitely hope I'm closer to zero. <laughs> Is that exciting to know that that you probably are going to get a lot better? Oh, absolutely. It's it's fun to just keep pushing the limit and setting a goal and breaking it and keep bumping up. Yeah. Um, coaching question. Then, do you guys? Do you set, um, like, race, uh, what do I want to say, like goals or uh, power goals or performance goals? Do you, do you have, like, short-term, like, numbers? In the preseason, yes. Occasionally, um, Beck will set actual power goals. Mm-hmm. But um, as the season goes, it's more performance and um, not necessarily result because you can't control result. Yeah. You can just control how you perform. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some specific goals, but a lot of them become more trend, more uh, not necessarily. Um, what word I'm looking for? I don't know. They become more abstract, I guess. Okay. Yeah, more within the season. Yeah, I, I guess I see what you mean. It's like, yeah, maybe a top ten in this race, and um, do you? As a new rider, are you, do you get intimidated by um, better riders? Absolutely. I I mean, you can try not to. Um, you can s- stand on the starting line and uh, like I've got this, but you look around and you know these women have so much experience and they have big teams with them. And, um, you know what they can do, and it's and probably. Can't I, we were uh, this past weekend. Katie Compton, 15-time national mm-hmm. champion in cyclocross, was at the race, and you're I'm like, I want to get her autograph. And wait, I'm supposed to be racing her. <laughs> <laughs> like she's she's like a legend in cyclocross, and uh, 
she's lining up for this road race today. Yeah. So, so um, I was just that day. I mean, this this weekend, I was absolutely just out to enjoy the ride and um, see what would happen. But at at some point, I want to be able. To, I want to be one of those people that. Uh, yeah, well, that could mix it up with them, right? Yeah, I wouldn't expect to mix it up this week, but in the future. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you you don't want to you don't want to go out there and say I'm going to mix it up with Cat Fours this weekend because <laughs> one, you're better than that, and two, you're just going to end up on the ground. This is true. Um, what's the dumbest crash you've ever seen somebody do in a road race? I mean, I've I watch I watch somebody. I don't know if people do this anymore. See, because I'm really old, and back in the old days when you'd run over some gravel, you'd reach down and brush it off with your hand. And I watched mm-hmm. I watched a friend of mine put his fingers behind the fork and come to a complete stop and go over the bars. <laughs> oh God! Did you see? So this I didn't see this personally, but did you see the Peter Sagan? crash earlier this year when he hit the pylon. Oh, I did. Peloton goes around a pylon and he yeah. supermaned it right over. That was that was the, probably the scariest crash I've seen in a while. Yeah. So. Uh, that was bad. Um, I crashed this year on my mountain bike, so I've done, knock on wood, haven't crashed on my road bike. Crashed my mountain bike just training, and I severed both my brake lines. Wow. Brand new bike. I don't even know how it happened. I think it pinned against the frame itself. Uh, I had no brakes the rest of the day. <laughs> so, and you weren't even on a fixed gear, so you couldn't use that, couldn't use your feet to stop. No, no, couldn't do that. Okay, so here's here's the sign of uh, a nutcase. How much longer? How long did you ride with no brakes? I had a little bit of my front brake. Okay, so you were. So I, but I had to get out no matter what. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a few miles at least. <laughs> yeah. I had no rear brake yeah. though. But did did you think? Well, I could ride the rest of the day. I don't really need a rear brake. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, as long as you got one, you're okay. Yeah. Come on, you're gonna go fast, not slow. <laughs> yeah. So so are um, you racing this weekend? Which will be a couple of I weeks ago when this gets not. posted. But you know how that goes, right? <laughs> I am not. I don't have a lot. I've kind of it's kind of a lull in the season, um, but I am going to do a six-hour mountain bike race with my girlfriend um, in a week or so. So it'll be just trade-off laps, hot laps. Okay. Cool. Um, for six hours, and then I've got the big next big race. I think is Intelligentsia Cup. So I'll probably do four days of Intelligentsia uh, in the Chicago area. When's that coming up? Um. End of July, so it's the next major-ish one. Yeah. So. There's something else in around there, but um, yeah. Yeah. Are you like me? You, unless you have your Google Calendar up, you don't know what's coming up. Oh yeah, I don't even know what day tomorrow is. I'm still on firefighter schedule, which <laughs> so days of the week don't matter. Yeah, I, I, just every third day. I got that. Yeah, I fortunately looked at mine uh, yesterday and realized I've got a gravel race to shoot tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to know ahead of time. Yeah, well, it's it's not a big deal except we got me and the the chili dog who's sleeping here. We got to get up at three thirty to get up there for the start. So they start the stupid two hundred milers at five a.m. Oh yeah. What race is it? Um, the uh, gra- motherload gravel grinder. 
yeah, out here in the hills. Mm-hmm. So they do. They got a 200 and a 100 miler and a 70. I think about 400 racers. So it'll be a busy day. It'll be a good day. Yeah. Once the sun comes up. It's, well, it was really hot here today. Now it looks like we're going to get a little rain. So I'm good either way. Rain, they look miserable. Really hot, they look miserable. I'm fine taking pictures. <laughs> so, cool. So um, big training day then tomorrow? No, I have to work. Oh. So I'll be on shift tomorrow at the fire station. So this is kind of an off week in general, just... Does, uh, a little bit of a reload. Does that um, is that good for your training? Can like you take you, a few hard days of riding, and then you, you know, I'm not I'm not saying then you go to the fire station and sit around all day because I know you work hard. But is that good recovery for you? Just you? can't ride your bike. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally it is. I mean, sometimes you have a slow day and you actually sleep all night. Yeah. But um, you definitely are typically riding sleep deprivation. Yeah. And uh, you don't necessarily have as many days of like active recovery because you are doing your hard workouts when you're not working. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it is. It's like it's not ideal. Yeah, I can see that. It yeah, works. you don't get to, you. You're there working hard. You can't really yeah do any active recovery. So, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll definitely do any sort of mobility that I can at work and. Uh, I mean, obviously, when I'm not at work, then I have the entire day. So yeah. that that is nice. So if you want to get long workouts in, then it's ideal for that. Do you, <clears throat> some of those days, like you say, you've got all day, but do you do you say I'm going out first thing in the morning and get it done? Or because if I don't, it's going to be 7 at night and I, I haven't done anything? I like my coffee, yeah. so <laughs> I take a little, I a lot of times my mornings are a little bit slower. Um I've been doing my master's, so I took a little break. I've been studying for a certification exam, but I'll do some schoolwork in the morning, and then after when I know there's no traffic, especially if I'm going on the road, then if I ride midday, then it's nice and quiet. Yeah. Well, that's a good. Sounds like you got a good plan. Yeah. yeah. It works. All right. What didn't I ask you? Uh, what's your best six hours or best okay. worst six hours? You know, right? I haven't, I've kind of got out of that yet. <laughs> what is your best? Okay. You I haven't heard it for a while. Oh man. You asked. Now you got to come up with the answer. <laughs> uh, worst six hours was, um, untamed New England. We're trying to do the pack raft, mm-hmm. but Greg was asleep on his feet and we had, we had light issues. People's lights were, we'd been, it was the last night, so we didn't have enough battery life. And we were crossing the river to get a checkpoint, and then we would get back in the boats and try to paddle down. But you could it was dark. Couldn't see. So you couldn't see over the hydraulics, right? Yeah. You were, when you sit in the pack raft, you're so low, like you're sitting below the waves, so we couldn't see where we were going at all. And it was, it was awful. So we ended up, we would paddle across, get the checkpoint, paddle back, deflate our boats, hike down the trail, paddle across, get the checkpoint, paddle back. Yeah. And it took forever. We were like, oh, we'll be back in you know, six or eight hours. We, th- we thought we'd be back by midnight. We didn't get back until like eight, nine yeah. in the morning. It was. Yeah. It took so long. And, and just the, that slow trudge happened to uh, 
take the boats apart and then blow them back up and that. Oh my gosh, it took so long. So it was more than six hours, but uh, we eventually made it. And Greg was completely asleep. Like they would fall asleep behind me, and then you would hear him running because they'd wake up and they'd, and they'd catch me on the trail <laughs> and then fall asleep again and hear him run. But uh, yeah. yeah, best six hours. Hmm. I don't know. So just a typical adventure racer. All you remember is the bad parts. I know. It's easy to remember those. It is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We had, we definitely had a good, uh, two years ago at Nationals, we had a, a good race in general. Like everything just really clicked. Yeah. The cycling, the biking was great. Some of it was really gorgeous. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I'm here. I'll, I'll make you a trade. You don't have to answer which is the best, but do you – so like when you're in a situation like that where it's really going great and everything's clicking, do you know that at the at the time or is it when you look back? I think it's more when you look back because you're just in the zone yeah. and uh, you're in the moment and not paying attention to it. You're going to the next checkpoint or you're finding the next feature. And yeah. you, don't, you, you need that time to be able to reflect on it yeah. so. to really appreciate it. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. So we'll we'll look back at this podcast and we'll think, man, we were just clicking. Although <laughs> although I can tell when we're doing it, so I already know we were just clicking. <laughs> so. All right. This is the part where I say I got to take the dog out for a hike, which I do, but then we got to pack. Cool. So thank you very much for the bike race chat. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, not because of this, but it's kind of a – adventure racing is kind of quiet right now in the U.S. So, um, It is a little bit. I was – Hope that it comes back. Well, I I mean, I think it's coming back. It just seems to – I mean, there's just not any races right now for a couple of weeks at least. So we got a couple coming in Colorado, and so everybody's – oh, I should ask you this. Did you apply for Eco Challenge? (laughs) I didn't, but I only hardly anybody got in. So, yeah. so it's like they don't need to announce any who's in anymore. I think we all know most of the teams. Uh, yeah. So, well, and then you got race to the center of the earth coming, right? I I heard from one of the casting directors there. Yeah, actually, last was looking for teams. I was like, just take some of the teams that you rejected from me. Yeah. Well, listen to this week's podcast because it was with the casting director. It's pretty. I, I saw that right before. I haven't gotten. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty interesting. The the process. So I'm I'm really. Yeah, I want to learn how the format works. Yeah. I'm really. I'm kind of more interested in that race to the center of the earth than eco. Quite honestly, it's so different with starting teams in in four different places. Uh, yeah. Anything can happen, and it will be interesting. Yeah, and you're not going to be. When I first heard, you know, four teams, it's like, well, that's not very much. But then I think, well, we're actually going to get to know those people. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm, I'm not that I'm not interested in seeing what happens with Eco Challenge, but I, yeah, I'm kind of interested in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's just a dozen competitors, yeah. yeah. You'll, know their, you'll definitely know their stories and, yeah. so. and how they work together. You, you will. So. <laughs> All right. I said thanks. I'm going to say thank you one more time. All right. Thank you, Randy. Have a good rest of your night. And uh, You too.
Well, I won't see you at nationals, but maybe I'll see you somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. See you. All right. Bye. Bye.